One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. We observe today not a victory of party, but a celebration of freedom. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. The human zoo, where they don't hide away the sick animals. Dangerous mid-morning debate with the great dictator. The independent republic of Mike Graham. Stand to attention when I'm talking to you! On Talk Radio. Dismiss! Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham as we prepare to head into another glorious weekend in this disunited kingdom. So, 24 hours after Donald Tusk told Theresa May and the UK Parliament not to waste any time sorting out the Brexit fiasco, they've all given themselves a couple of weeks off for Easter. Isn't it marvellous? It's the first good idea they've had, though, in months, and I'm actually all for it. The longer they all stay away from the process, the better, as far as I'm concerned. More important for me is the news that Operation Yellowhammer has now been cancelled. That's right, the plans for a no-deal Brexit have all been shown despite the fact that we were all told we couldn't have a no-deal Brexit because there weren't any plans in place for it. How do you figure that one out? And to make matters worse, the civil service instruction has gone out after it was revealed we have spent £4 billion on the plan already. That's right, four billion quid with a B. On what exactly? Don't tell me setting up that useless Lorry Park trial run cost even one millionth of that amount. Where on earth has four billion pounds gone? Meanwhile, we await some white smoke coming from the Labour Tory meetings, which are still going on, on whether we can adopt some kind of customs union which won't get voted through the Houses of Parliament anyway. How long before we hear that nothing useful has been agreed and nothing will continue to happen? We will still not leave the European Union today. We will still not leave the European Union tomorrow. It won't happen at all until, apparently, Halloween, October. October the 31st, 0344 Coming up later on, we'll find out just how it is possible or even legal for people to listen in to our private conversations via various devices in our homes, Alexa, Google, Amazon and all the rest of it. Plus, where has our sense of humour gone? And we'll find out what the best restaurant is in Preston. You might be surprised at the answer, 0344 Because it's Friday, it's time for another sparkling edition of the Perrier Awards, an homage to my brilliance in broadcasting. You're listening to me, Mike Graham, right here on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. So we are told, amidst all of the nonsense about Julian Assange, which we'll be talking about a little bit later on in the show, but to be honest, it bores me to death, really. The idea that somehow Labour have conspired to say that it's an absolute outrage that he's going to be sent back to America. Jeremy Corbyn and Diane Abbott saying he hasn't done anything wrong. It's all about exposing American secrets and American hegemony and all sorts of ghastly things. And of course, all the Tories say, well, of course he should be sent back. Never mind all that. Let's talk about Operation Yellowhammer, uh, which apparently is now being swept under the carpet by Sir Mark Sedwill, the Cabinet Secretary. 
Secretary, who basically just the other week told us that a no-deal Brexit would be the worst-case scenario and would cost this economy billions and billions of pounds and would do unknown damage to this country. Now he's called it all off. Well, I, told, I thought he wasn't making any plans in the first place. Let's talk to Kate Hoey, Labour MP for Vauxhall, try and find out where this four billion quid has gone. Kate, a very good morning to you. Welcome. Good morning, Michael. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, at least you've now got some time to reflect, I suppose. I mean, a lot of people are saying, <laughs> why have they taken two weeks off? Well, I don't actually mind uh, the Parliament shutting down for two weeks because it's good, good opportunity for everybody to take a bit of a breather, you know, go and do something else for a while, maybe come back refreshed and maybe come up with a plan. But I'm not sure there's going to be one, is there? Well, it's actually not two weeks. <laughs> We're back Tuesday week and we only lifted last night, so it's not, not two weeks. And, of course, we haven't had a break at all since Christmas. But, I mean, I'm not... I'm not I don't think that's really an issue. No. I mean, I think, frank, frankly, people were, were getting so irritable, so angry, yes. so really fed up that any kind of sensible discussions on, on, on Brexit had become almost, you know, ridiculous. Yes. Everybody was just repeating themselves over and over again. And also but, just to um, turn up at work over and over again, knowing that you're probably not going to get anywhere, is pretty frustrating, isn't it? Well, I, th- I think what, what's so so dreadful really is that, you know, if this had been handled better, and we've gone through this so many times, but if it's been handled differently, we could have been out of the EU now, we could have been on to all the other issues that matter to people. And instead of that, we're now going to be tied into probably European uh, Union elections, which... M- take very little notice of right. normally anyway may well um, take more interest this time yes well quite and what about this idea that uh, you know for a long time we were told we can't have a no-deal brexit we must have passed some laws that require us not to have one we must pass some laws that safeguard us from having one we must be able to put in place all kinds of uh, situations whereby we can stop a no-deal brexit from happening because we simply can't prepare for it we simply don't know what will happen we simply can't have a cliff edge we simply can't do this we simply can't do that all of these ridiculous situations right and basically it turns out that we've now spent it seems kate four billion pounds preparing for a no-deal brexit have you got any idea where any of that money has has gone? Well, I think I think genuinely you should interview Chris Heaton uh, Jones, who, who re- re- resigned last week as the minister dealing with all this, and he made a very clear statement of just how much work had been done, how near we were to being absolutely ready if there was uh, a, a, an exit on a WTO terms, and you know I think that we should have done that. I personally would have been very happy with the WTO yeah. uh, agreement. As, as would a lot of other people. Time, as, as would actually, you know, I'm, I'm not a great believer in polls, but most of the polls show that outside London, people just said, look, we need to get out and the WTO is a way to get out yes. without paying the £39 billion and then we start negotiating. And, you know, as, as, as many people have said, that's the only way that the EU seemed to change anything is if they really think we're serious and the problem is the prime minister has from day one not shown that she's been really serious you know she hasn't she was asked yesterday just what have you demanded what have you ever actually demanded and i asked her that i said you know did you actually go back and say look the only thing that parliament has voted for overwhelmingly is the brady amendment Mm. which was the amendment that allowed you know Oh, I think we've lost Kate again. 
Uh, so you've got a very dodgy phone line down there in Vauxhall. We'll have to see what we can do about that. Um, but here's the situation, right? We are told this morning uh, by the top civil servant in the nation, uh, the guy who runs the whole kind of shebang, if you like, the whole uh, organisation which we call the civil service. So Mark Sedwill has told the civil service to wind down worst-case scenario no-deal planning after the EU imposed a further six-month delay to Brexit. Now, I heard, for example, that they spent £2 million or gave £2 million to Sadiq Khan, the Mayor of London, in order to uh, withstand any kind of necessary nonsense that might happen in in the event of a no-deal Brexit or in the event uh, of some kind of plan to bring in more police officers. We also know about that ridiculous kind of lorry park stunt that was pulled by Chris Grayling, where a load of lorry drivers drove round and round uh, a former airport to pretend this is what they would do if there was stacking going on in Dover. But I really, for the life of me, can't work out where the rest of the money's gone. I think we've got Kate back. Kate, sorry, you seem to have a bit of a yeah, dodgy no, line no, this morning. I, I, I know, I don't know why. I, no, I don't, I don't know how it's all been spent. And actually, I think all we needed to do in terms of... Uh, uh, real preparation was to make it very clear that if we left, we would not be imposing any tariffs on anything uh, you know, coming in in the short term. We right. could have gone to the WTO, asked for Article 24 to be uh, invoked, which would have meant that we then wouldn't, that we're allowed a period of time with no tariffs to be able to work out an agreement with the European Union. And I think the EU countries, particularly Germany, would have come running because, you know, the Germans and behind the scenes is clearly some um, disagreements going on within the European Union as well between France and Germany about how it's been handled. Mm. Uh, Germ- I think that the Germans know they they sell an awful lot to us and they don't want that to be stopped. And I, I you know, I, I said the other day, words almost fail me now mm. to talk about how exasperated and angry I am. And if I'm feeling like that, I know that out there in the country, millions of people are just feeling completely let down and 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 you know use the word betrayed because yeah. they have been they've been promised by the MPs who stood on manifestos to honour the referendum to leave the single market um, in Labour's point point was a little bit more nuanced about the customs union but yeah. nevertheless everyone in Parliament the majority of MPs have 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 just gone against that because that's what. Um, they don't believe in us leaving, and they think the longer this gets delayed, the more people will be say, "Oh, look, let's not bother." Mm. I actually think people are so angry this time that it's seeing a, a real shift in politics yeah. in the country, and that we will see, you know, if there are U- European Union elections, I think we'll see some pretty big. Um, sort of cosmic shifts mm. in, in political yeah. views when it well, comes Well, it seems to crazy. I mean, also, looking at the cost of all of that, you know, the total cost of holding the I European know. elections for us is another £108 million. You know, the UK's 73 MEPs cost £2 million a month. You know, where's all this money coming from? We're supposed to be, you know, I know the economy's doing relatively well, but we're not supposed to be overburdened uh, with loads and loads of cash to spray around, are we? No, and it will be a complete waste of, 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 of money because if you know, we do then leave at the end of October, they will no longer be, be taking their seats. And mm. I don't think even the European Union would continue to pay them for the next uh, the next few years. <laughs> but it, 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 it also, of course, Ed, every month we delay, we're paying more into the European Union. Yeah. Um, you know, the amount we pay. So, I, 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 you know, the Prime Minister should resign. I mean, she's she very really should, clearly, yeah. Uh, it's very clearly that she has lost the... She's lost the confidence not just of the Leave MPs, but of of her own party, yeah. uh, pretty clearly. And uh, 
Well, I, I mean, I don't think she's got literally. I don't think she's got literally nothing left to lose. She's lost her authority. She's lost her right to to, to tell people what to do. She's lost her ability to control her own party. She's mm. lost uh, in Europe. She's lost. I mean, she can't, there's nothing else that she can lose, is there? No, so she, she she's just obviously determined to to stay there. And you know, it, it, it's isn't it rather ironic that in this sort of great democracy of ours, we've got a prime minister that probably very very few people want to keep in post mm. it, on all sides, and yet. She can stay there, so we have a sort of mini dictatorship in, well, a, in a way until until they can come back in December and, uh, and 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 try to oust her if she doesn't go. It's extraordinary, really, because I think at some point um, people should expect MPs like yourself, and I know you've been a very vocal critic of everything that's gone on, quite rightly so. Um, but more people like you should get up and say, "Look, the system has broken down; it no longer works. Mm. We need to to fix it." Yesterday, I was saying, I think perhaps the only way out of this is a general election, not because that yeah. will get not because that will get us anywhere in particular, but what it will do is at least give the public an opportunity to express themselves, and I think they feel yeah. like they need that. I, I, I think that's right, and I think what what I hope doesn't happen, and this is unfortunately what could happen, is that many of those people across the country who voted for the first time in the referendum, you know, really did go out and feel their vote mattered, and now I feel that it's been being stolen away from them. That they'll just say, "Oh, it's all not worth it," and of course, that's exactly what the leaderships of some parties would love to see happening, people just not bothering. And I hope that it's actually the other thing, you know, the other way, as I said, that it actually motivates people now. And I, from the kind of emails and letters and calls and so on, people you talk to, people are very angry. So I hope this anger kind of turns into a, a real form of saying, right, we mm. are going to, you know, fight back now and not let let our country be be um, you know ruled by this kind of way of behaving. Yes. Now, just before I let you go, because I know you're in a hurry this morning, Kate, uh, let me just mm-hmm. ask you quickly about Julian Assange. Um, seems to be, mm-hmm. once again, like a lot of things in this country, split down uh, sort of party political lines. Are you one of those who agrees with Jeremy Corbyn and says that this guy's a sort of a folk hero? Uh, or do you think he broke the law uh, and we should be sending him off to America? Well, he certainly looks more like a folk hero now. He seems to have changed his, he seems to have changed his, his, his visual expression quite a lot. Yeah. Face. Well, he's, he came out looking like... like he, he went in looking yeah. like Del Boy. He came out looking like Uncle Albert. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he used to be what you probably politically incorrect say was quite good looking. Yeah. Well, right, exactly. <laughs> however, however, I you know, I think we just have to let the uh, legal system take its... Take its um, um, you know, of course, yes. I, I've opposed in the past certain people being, I mean, there have been some terrible cases of where um, people were being um, sent back to America to a very different kind of justice system. Uh, and I've opposed that. But on in this issue, I, you know, I just feel I really, almost like what you said at the beginning, <laughs> I don't feel that interested. Mm. You know, I, I, I can't, but I do feel that um, as long as our justice system takes its course and he will have the right to, uh, appeal and be heard and um I, you know i'm i'm i think it's right i think that. it's right to say as well that you shouldn't be able to avoid the legal process by seeking asylum uh, in a london embassy of a country with with which you have had previously no contact well it it, it all has seemed a bit uh, strange and that he's been allowed to sort of be there for such a long time uh, and i i i just think most people will just think look look let's get it sorted one way or the other let's get them Treated, and I mean, I, I think the whole issue now is whether he did actually um, give intelligence that was harmful mm. to, you know, both either America or our country. And um, you know, I'm really not 
the person to judge that. No, sure. Kate, thank you very much indeed. Have a great break. I know it's not two weeks. I shall repeat. I shall, I shall uh, uh, correct that. Although it will feel like two weeks because these guys haven't had uh, much time off over the last few weeks uh, and months. And also, they've been turning up to work in probably the most depressing place on the planet right now. But listen to me. Can you please find any way of explaining where the £4 billion has been spent? Because I can't. I have no idea where £4 billion quid has gone. I didn't even know we had £4 billion quid, but apparently we've spent it on no-deal planning. Why? Where's it gone? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is the Independent Republic of Mike Graham. You know what to do. It is Friday, of course. We're going into a big weekend. It's the weekend before Easter weekend, but the MPs uh, have given themselves a week off. I don't actually blame them. And look at the mess they've made while they've been in uh, the job. So actually, you should all be cheering from the rafters and saying, good idea to take some time off, not actually having to go and say, look at these people. They're always taking holidays. Because actually, they haven't taken that many. Henry Newman has tweeted. He's a frequent guest on this show. Slightly fed up with MPs complaining Brexit isn't possible, pointing to the parliamentary impasse and demanding a so-called people's vote to clear up the mess. 80% of MPs voted to trigger Article 50. If the same lot had voted for the deal, we wouldn't be stuck. We'd be out of the European Union and we would have left on March the 31st or March the 29th rather, uh, which was when we were meant to leave. Let's go to the phones though. 03444991000. Neil is in Macclesfield. Hi, Neil. Hi, Mike. You all right? Yeah, not bad, sir. What would you like to say? Yeah, I mean, I've worked in the public and uh, private sector over the years, right. and uh, one thing I've realised is that the um, the capacity for uh, quangos and, and government um, departments to waste taxpayers' money is uh, is pretty much um, uh, limitless, really. Yes. Um, years ago, I used to work for a uh, quango that uh, the remit was to help companies with technology, etc. Right. And uh, they got towards the end of the year, they realised they'd underspent, 
and they had about 400 grand to get rid of. So yes. you, you would think, well, let's bundle all that money up into little grants and we can help the local uh, businesses to, uh, to further their, uh, their, their cause, etc. Mm. But uh, what they actually did was uh, organise a three-day conference in a large uh, <laughs> five-star hotel. Oh, of course. Invite, invite about 250 delegates from all across the UK. Uh, pay, for their, pay for them to be there, presumably. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, we had um, <clears throat> lavish lunches and uh, superb dinners and lots of wine and lots of drinking and all that sort of thing. And, uh, and we were able to get through the budget. So, um, well done. Uh, Congratulations. Was, well, uh, you know, it was a wonderful week. Did you, did you manage that. to actually come up with any plans of any kind? Well, yeah. Well, we, we, we realised that we were all doing a fantastic job. Fantastic. And, uh, and, and uh, we, we were very valuable. Yes. And, um, you know, we deserve that um, lamb shank. It is. It is uh, shocking, in, isn't it? It's, just, it's, the sort of, it's the equivalent, isn't it, of the old uh, 42-pound hammer that we used to be told the MOD had to buy, where they had to buy, you know. It's absolutely incredible, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it is astonishing, you know, the, the way they can just justify to themselves uh, the, the, the squandering of, of money is incredible. So that four billion quid is pretty much a drop in the ocean. Yeah. You know, I've, I've heard tales of, you know, um, <clears throat> civil servants coming back from trade missions, etc., and uh, and then ordering themselves stretched lim limousines mm. to take them back uh, from the airport to to their own houses, rather yeah. than just get a little little taxi, they get a stretched limo. Well, this is the thing, and I mean, we found the other day, did, did we not? It was Daily Mirror's investigation, which was a good one, about the number of MPs who profited massively from selling off the second homes that we had basically paid for uh, them to uh, to occupy when they were in London. It's incredible how much uh, largesse these people think they're entitled to, when in fact yeah. it's all taxpayers' money. Yeah, I think I think they're so they're so far. Uh, uh, they're so far down the pit, mm. they can't pull themselves back out of it. They don't know how to behave anymore. No, I think they, they, but it's worse than that. They've kind of taken for granted that they're entitled to all of this. You know, when you see David Lammy turning up on Question Time and shouting like a sort of deranged maniac about why Brexit should never happen, you know, as if he's the only guy that's got the right to have an opinion and that nobody else's opinion is worth anything apart from his. Yeah, I, I think they're going to get a rude awakening uh, very shortly. Well, this is why I think we should have an election. I really do, because there's been a lot of uh, talk on this show about what we should do next. There's been a lot of talk about how we can get rid of the impasse. I think just for the sake of giving the public a feeling that they are still involved in the process, I think a general election is the only way to do that. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the fundamental uh, thing is, is this word trust, which yeah. runs right through uh, the whole of Western society. You know, money's based on trust. Uh, work is based on trust and our politics is based on trust and they've betrayed mm. our trust and they're going to find out how we feel about that very, very yes. shortly. I think the sooner the better. Neil, great call. Thank you very much indeed. Neil, setting the tone for the show there. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Now, I'm going to speak to Eva Bloom-Dumonte because she uh, is someone who knows an awful lot about privacy. She, in fact, is from Privacy International. And one of the things that we have all been worried about over the last few years, I would say, uh, is that 
when you speak to your uh, partner, when you speak to your uh, friends, when you are sitting around, even when your phone is not necessarily on, as far as you're aware, if you've got the microphone on uh, and it is tuned in to Facebook and you've got Instagram downloaded, it may well be that those particular companies are still able to hear what it is that you're saying. Alexa was invented uh, as an individual kind of um, speaker, a personal speaker that you could have in your house, which you could order to do things. So it's voice activated. In other words, you've got cars that are voice activated now. Uh, so if I say Alexa an awful lot and, and it starts responding, uh, do let me know. You might even be listening to this radio show via Alexa. My kids have got Alexa. I can certainly tell you that I've been sitting in my house quite happily talking about something. And when I next look on Facebook, there's an advert for the thing that I was talking about. I find that quite creepy, particularly since I've already switched off the microphone. Let's talk to Eva and find out how it's possible that these companies can even do this. Eva, very good morning to you. Hi, good morning. Thank you very much for uh, for talking to us. This is slightly uh, creepy, I would say, in the first instance, and, and worrying because my concern is how is it that these people can get away with this and when are we going to make it impossible for them to do it? Well, it is very concerning, and to be fair, um, it should already be. Uh, you know, they shouldn't have the right to do this. Mm. I would, uh, I would rightfully agree. Uh, the, the thing that's most concerning is that the default setting was such that basically uh, they were systematically uh, sending out uh, your uh, your recording as they as they so fit uh, to their um, to their analysts in Romania, in the US, in Costa Rica. So you had those people in Romania, in Costa Rica, and in the U.S. listening on your conversations, oftentimes without you knowing you were even recorded. Yes. Uh, because we know there's been cases of Alexa being turned on uh, just merely by background noises right. without uh, people actively saying uh, that they want, you know, Alexa or, or trying to, to, to trigger the... Um, their home devices, their right. home devices. No, that's right. But up until now, we always mm-hmm. believed that, yes, if we turned off the microphones, that would be okay. And we also believed that if there were uh, conversations being listened to, they were kind of being listened to by by automatic bots or possibly by, you know, some form of uh, of software, which was then yeah, translating we, we it. Yeah, we were just listening yeah. in by the, by the machine. And, you know, uh, that, that was a very fair assumption. That's what people assume when they bought those devices. Now, even for people who would have gone as far as actually reading uh, the privacy policy, in the privacy policy, all it says is we use a request to Alexa to train our speech recognition and natural language understanding systems. That sentence, I mean, it doesn't say we have people actually listening on what you're saying. And yet this is, uh, this is what you're arguing. They're arguing that like, oh, if you had read the privacy policies, it said this, and therefore you should have been like turning off this like very specific setting uh, that allowed uh, that allowed us to send you the recording of your communications to Romania. Now, how were people supposed to know that they were supposed to change their settings when no one knew that this was happening? Yes. I mean, when Bloomberg uh, revealed this investigation, uh, this is absolutely mind blowing. People had no idea. People had no reason to believe that this was happening. Uh, and so that's absolutely a major failure on on Amazon's part. They were they were being deliberately deceitful toward their customers. Yeah. And also it's 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 quite dangerous from the point of view of, of uh, not just privacy but but certain information. I mean I'm reading that, that Amazon employees could hear people revealing names and bank details as well. So if there were to be anybody inside that organization who was nefarious and who might wish to, to benefit from this, they could do so. 
Absolutely. I mean, there's already sort of very sort of dark stories that have emerged that, you know, the, the employees had like a, a group, a social media group in which they were uh, sharing the sort of like the funny things they were hearing in people's homes. Uh, there's been a case of like uh, employees hearing uh, a, a case of sexual assault that was uh, that was unfolding. So the idea actually that people were aware that, you know, th this recording was happening is, is ludicrous because Clearly, we already have cases uh, of, uh, of you know, very sensitive uh, situations being, uh, being recorded. Uh, so that's not speculation. That's a reality that was already unfolding. Yes. And so it could be that the EU, for example, will fine Amazon uh, apparently up to nine billion. Um, but these people have been fined in the past. And, you know, we know how wealthy Jeff Bezos is. I mean, nine billion to him is a, a drop in the ocean. It's something he spends at the weekend on putting up a satellite, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, obviously a fine would be a good first step. I mean, really what we need uh, is for companies, not just Amazon, but all the companies that are selling smart home devices to be a lot clearer about the implication of having those devices at home. Because, you know, now also the, the things are changing is that uh, when you buy those devices, those devices can then be used in court against you, right? They, they can be used to testify against yeah. you uh, regardless. So I think people need to be much more aware they're like, you know, when you used to buy a TV, you would just like, you know, buy, buy a TV set. Now, when you buy a TV set, you buy a TV set, but you also buy a device that might, you know, go to court, uh, be used in court and testify against you. For example, right. in, a, in a divorce case, in a case of, uh, uh, of domestic violence. Right. Uh, so I think people need to be much more aware that, like, when you buy those devices, you're inviting a piece of the state, a corporation into your home. Uh, that's potentially listening in and that will potentially be used against you. Uh, and I think we need to be much clearer about mm. this. Uh, and it needs to be much clearer for customers when, in the case of Amazon, you have actually human beings listening on your conversation. People need to be able to opt out from this. Uh, and this is what Amazon's saying. People, Amazon is saying we have given people the option to opt out. But that's ludicrous because people didn't know this hmm. was happening. No one knew this was happening. Yeah, also, we have, surely we have the right to privacy in our own home. We have the right to buy a device which we wish to use. I mean, I'm sure that if they wanted to, they could put listening devices into all sorts of things, like a television, which you wouldn't expect to have a listening device. But it does have uh, because, you know, I mean, people play on PlayStations through televisions. There are microphones all over the place. You know, people are hearing things all over. But, I mean, surely we no, are... No, we... absolutely. And by all means, I'm not saying people shouldn't use this device. Devices. Like, those devices are here and they're here to stay, uh, but we need to make sure that they're safe for people to use. But that's what I mean. Are, yeah, no, actually, how they're being used. That's not the case at the moment. Yeah, no, I get that. I'm not disagreeing with you, Eva. All I'm saying is, is that we shouldn't have to be careful around them. We shouldn't have to feel as though, you know, we don't want to say anything in case we incriminate ourselves or in case somebody hears what we're doing and we don't want them to hear it. You know, we ought to be safe from somebody listening in because one of the stories I'm seeing this morning is two Amazon employees in Romania said they heard a clip of what they believed was a sexual assault mm -hmm. during an Alexa recording, but they were told it was not their job to interfere, so they didn't do anything. I mean, that opens up a whole can of worms, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. Like, as, as I said, like, they, they had those group discussions about, like, uh, the funny things they would hear in people's homes, the distressing things they would hear about in people's homes. Like, clearly, there, there is huge implications around this. Like, 
uh, you know, what could they do, what are they expected to do uh, mm. with all the, the recordings that they got from people's homes. Uh, that's, you know, they, they, that's very distressing. And actually, the, the case of, uh, of sexual assault you mentioned, uh, yeah, it, it, is, it, it, it really shows that, like, we have concrete examples of harm uh, th- that have been happening that, you know, we're in the hands of, uh, of Amazon employees. And, uh, you know, the, the thing is that it, they shouldn't have to deal with this. They shouldn't have had to deal with this in the first place. No, they absolutely shouldn't. So what can you do if you're an individual uh, who has a, an Alexa device? Um, what can you do to change the settings, if anything? Um, can you complain to anybody about it? What's, what's the story? Uh, so you certainly should uh, be uh, changing your, your settings. Um, and uh, unfortunately, I, I'm not going to go on radio on the details of, uh, of how to do that. No, OK. Uh, but, but, but it can be done. Yeah, yeah it, it can be done. Uh, so if people uh, check online... Uh, about you know editing the the Amazon setting on Alexa, right. uh, so that you know you don't allow uh, the training for speech recognition. Okay. Uh, this is uh, this is how it can be done. Okay. Uh, so that that's uh, that's a necessary first step. Uh, now we as Privacy International, we are going to be demanding changes uh, uh, from Amazon uh, because we we think uh, we, we think the default settings uh, should be that you know your uh, your recordings are not being sent uh, right. to, to foreign countries for people to to listening on you. Uh, but um, and we we certainly uh, yeah we certainly would like to see also uh, bigger steps being uh, being taken. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And what do you think about the possibility, for example, that the thing that happens to me from time to time, which is that I'm out of range of Alexa, which is upstairs. I'm downstairs. Um, I'm sitting in a, a living room, which has got a TV in it, but it's not on. Uh, I've got a phone in my hand, but it's not a live microphone phone. Uh, and yet, if I then check in with Facebook, it's advertising things to me that I've been talking about. How does that happen? You know, I, I don't want to comment on the details of this because I don't, you know, there, there's been lots of speculations and, uh, and the problem is like we, this is, the, this is exactly a, a very similar problem that mm. we, we don't have enough information. Like there's a blatant lack of transparency. You know, if you think about, for example, the people you may know feature on Facebook, like, you know, where they recommend friends to you, for yeah. example, Facebook is completely refusing uh, to reveal information about how this feature is working, what kind of information they're accessing. So this is, you know, really opening ourselves up to speculation about, like, uh, whether Facebook is recording us or not, uh, because, you know, there is no transparency about how this is working. So I can't really comment on this, because there is, uh, there is just not sufficient information out there. Uh, and this is something uh, we, we very much want you to, to challenge as well, is that uh, you know, those com- big companies uh, collect enormous amount of data about us. They have enormous amount of information, and yet we don't know how this data is being processed. We right. don't know how they're using it uh, to uh, to provide us with advertisement or features like people you may know. And does it come back to that old argument, which we are now being told almost as though it's a good excuse that you know, if you're getting something for free, you are the product. Yeah, well, very much so, because there is no such thing as being for free. Like, your data has a value to them. This is their business model. And it's not, you know, it's not just the big companies that we hear about. There's this whole, like, shadowy ecosystems of companies called data brokers that are collecting your data, that are selling it to other companies. 
so the, you know, the, this is very much how the, the economy is running, the contemporary economy is running. It's, it, it's, uh, it's based on your data. Yes. Uh, and this is, where our, this is why we'd like to see people having much more control over the data. Yes, absolutely right. Eva, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Eva uh, Bloom Dumonte there uh, telling us why. Uh, she doesn't want to go into absolute details about this. This is all dif- difficult stuff and it's all very murky stuff as well. But you know as well as I do that people are listening in. What we didn't know before, though, was that it was actual individuals listening in in places like Romania who were listening to your conversations. They might be listening to you having sex. They might be listening to you having a fight. They might be listening to all kinds of things. It's pretty creepy, isn't it? A mid-morning dance with the devil. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham. On It is 12.34, it is Friday, it is time for this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Perrier Awards. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.